You're listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. All right. Hey, everybody. This is John at the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. Uh, This is episode 31. I have a guest with me that I've been trying to get on here for quite a while. Uh, His name is Mitch Goshi. Um, He is a bassist uh, by way of, uh, I guess you were from Ohio, right? If I understand correct. Now you're in Nashville. Yep, absolutely. Um, And uh, so I was introduced to Mitch, um, one of my favorite artists, uh, music artists, uh, Job Fortner. He was the bassist for Job. Uh, when I went to see him a couple times back uh, a couple years ago before the world came into uh, what we know it as right now. So, um, yeah, but Mitch is a uh, he has a stage presence about him. He's kind of he looks kind of low key on the stage. And then you go to his Instagram and you get to see his uh, his personality come out a little bit more. Uh, but Mitch, I really appreciate you taking the time to to get on here and talk to me a little bit about what you do. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for yes. having me. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. So uh, it's odd. I had uh, I had Job on here. I've had Mike on here, and uh, Mike told some stories about you know you and Mike and uh, I guess Adam. Right? We're all you. You all played. Mm-hmm. You were in uh, in Ohio at one point together at some point, and then you ended yeah. up finding each other down there in Nashville. Yeah. So it started out that we were just playing local shows in the Ohio area. Mike wasn't from Ohio, but he was from Michigan. Yeah. And how I originally met him was an artist from Toledo, which is near the border, the Michigan-Ohio border. An artist from Toledo asked me to come play for him, and I wasn't doing anything at the time. So I drove up to Toledo, which was about an hour from my house, never met this guy before and i walked into his basement and mike was there behind the kid and so we played with him for i think five months together and we're looking for a lead guitar player and i started asking around and adam's name came up as a guy who you know played guitar but not i don't think adam was doing too much gig wise he just kind of jumped in with people here and there and so i found adam on facebook and we connected and he came to a practice it was great so we played for various people in ohio and then i moved down to nashville first those guys later followed and i got the gig with joe and as spots opened up for a drummer i was like oh yeah I know a guy. How about you take? How about you check out this guy? And then a spot opened up for a guitar player, and I was like, "Oh, I know a guy. Why don't we check out this guy?" And it just worked out so well that I ended up playing, you know, even longer with some of my best friends. Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty dope when you when you really talk about it. Michael was, you know, Mike and and Job were great, and I I do hope to get Adam on here as well. Um, you know my perspective again i'm just i was never a country guy uh i grew up on like you know mm-hmm. late 80s 90s hip-hop and all that and you know from the philadelphia area um but i've i've come to appreciate the um you know country music and and more so 
you know, Job, it's odd. I, I came across him on, uh, on social media and I actually was just texting him today and I was like, Oh man, I have Mitch on tonight. It's going to be pretty cool. Um, you know, but, but you guys bring, you guys bring something to music for people that if anyone has never been to like a country show or a Southern rock show, like you guys really, really enjoy like talking to people and you know, the, the people that come to see you. So when I came to see you guys, when you were with Job, um, that was, uh, I guess you guys were opening for Cody Johnson. And I think the first time I saw you guys, there was maybe 50 people there when Job was playing. And the second time I saw you guys at the TLA, I mean, it was packed out for Job, and then, you know, Cody Johnson came in, but, uh, you know, I, I think, you know, from, from someone who enjoys the music and, and I certainly do, I, I appreciate you. And, you know, I, I said the same thing to Mike and, and, um, same thing to Job is that, you know, you guys coming out and, and meeting with people and, and, you know, having to drink with them or, you know, or many drinks, uh, depends on what kind of night it is. Uh, that's, it's important. And I think <laughs> you guys really have it figured out. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so for everyone listening, I'm, I'm actually, I got the swag on here. I don't know if you can see that or not, but, um, yeah, I was, absolutely. You know, I, Looking good. yeah. So like, so Mitch now plays bass for Trey Lewis, which those of you guys who may not know him, uh, you should definitely check out, uh, his music. Number one. Um, he has a song, uh, kind of that, I guess I don't want to say put him in the mainstream because I mean he's got some legit music out there. I don't want it to seem like a gimmick, uh, but if anyone's heard of the Dick Down in Dallas, it's a catchy little ditty, and uh, you can get out there and listen to it. And I can't wait to see you guys when you come here. Um, so, so tell me a little bit about how, from from your perspective, right? So from a from a bassist, you're not like a front man. Um, but that's one of the things I'd like to really try to understand. I have, um, I have a producer coming on here, uh, either, uh, probably next week, uh, from Nashville. I'm like all hooked up into Nashville people at this point, but from your perspective, like, so how, how do you get into doing what you're doing now? So do, if you have like a little bit of a story, um, I'd be really interested to hear how that goes. Yeah. Um, when you first moved, the town what you want to do is as a player go out all the time you need to find the spots that the other musicians are hanging out at and you need to be there and make your face known and make friends because really it is who you know because the people that you know when you move after you move to town the people that you meet they're going to be the ones that help you get work. And I was fortunate enough, a buddy from Ohio of mine who played bass, his name is Josh McAfee. I was really fortunate when I first moved down that he had moved a couple months earlier and was doing really well and getting so much work that when I moved down, he was like, hey, man, do you want to take this gig? I'm busy that weekend. And I said, yeah, I don't have anything going on. So I just continually did that. And eventually he asked me, hey, this guy named Joe Fortner is hitting me up, wanting me to play for him, but I'm busy all the time. You want me to give him your number? 
yeah, absolutely. And so I got the text from Job asking me about the gig and I went to his house and we rehearsed and he wanted me to play for him full time after that. So basically it's just about who you know and making sure that you know people's material and stuff when you show up. Because you just because you get the opportunity, if you blow it, it's not going to do you any good. Right. You just have to be prepared. You have to be prepared for when you get that call, pretty much. Yeah. So that's uh, that's I mean that's almost exactly what happened with when you know when Mike was on here explaining. So, I mean, obviously you have to know what you're doing, right? So you can't just go out there and be like, yeah, you know, I I play the bass or you know I play drums or whatever. Um, so. I, I guess it when you got to town and you were doing it, was that a pretty quick process or were you playing were you like gigging all the time? Uh, it was a relatively quick process because what's actually funny enough, that guy who helped me get the Job gig knew that I was moving to town and asked me about a gig the week that I was supposed to move. I was still in Ohio and he asked me to do a gig with a Nashville guy the week I was supposed to move. So I actually went down to Nashville and hopped in a van <laughs> and went okay. off to do a North Dakota and Minnesota run, a two week run in North Dakota and Minnesota without having lived in Nashville yet, which was pretty crazy at the time. Yeah, I'd say so. And after that, I did a few more gigs with that guy and then it was, I think I'd lived in town for three months when I got the text from Joe. Okay. And I yeah, was that's a, that's a very quick process. It was, but I was fortunate that I already had that buddy down here with his foot in the door to help me out. I don't, I can't say that it happens that quickly for everybody. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, so from a, I guess from a basis perspective, is there, because obviously Nashville's full of talent. Uh, it's it's a tremendous. Mm -hmm. But first of all, it's a really fun town. Uh, but it's it's full of a tremendous amount of talent. Um, what what is that like there for someone? Like you say, you know, it's who you know, and it's about getting into the scene and and all these different mm -hmm. things. You know, how does that? How is that from from your perspective? Is there like a ton of just flat out? you know, musicians and artists down there, they can pretty much do anything. And is it kind of luck of the draw? I mean, I wouldn't say luck of the draw because you say you network. Um, and I'm sure anyone who does look and, and, and I'll, I'll put all of your social media stuff up on here. I'll probably rotate some pictures out cause it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a very good follow. You're a great follow on, uh, on Instagram, but from, you know, from your perspective, is there just a lot of talent down there that you have to kind of weed your way through? Like if you were a, a singer, right? Mm -hmm. so there is a lot of talent down here um what really separates the i guess wheat from the chaff is really more the little things not so much how well you can play your instrument but it's more i mean that is important you know you need to be able to play but the level of playing isn't as important as being tolerable to be around Right. Or being on time or hearing this little part in the song that makes it 
versus just going out and playing whatever you want to show right. off. Right. Yeah, and that's it's that's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. It it's funny you mentioned, you know, being, you know, being tolerable. And that that's something I ask everyone because I mean, I, I've traveled for work, not not like you guys do. You guys are true road warriors. Um hmm. but you know, the way that I mean, when I last saw you guys, you had like it was like an econo van and your merch truck broke down and you guys were yeah. loading up. You know, I mean, I came out with my daughter because I wanted, you know, she had a, we had to get going because she had school the next day. But, um, you know, you guys were loading the van and that's one of the things that I, I don't, I'm sure you get to a point where maybe you don't have to do that, but you know, it's like, you don't, maybe you don't want people touching your stuff, but you guys were living basically in an econo line van, loading it up, unloading it, putting your set up, breaking it down, doing all that work. And that's the part that interests me the most because, I mean, you guys can go out and you can slay all day long. You can go out, put on the best show, but it's like that logistics piece, right? So getting to the show, you know, do you have to set up and it's, you know, everyone's like, oh, it's that rock star style, that rock star lifestyle. It's like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how, how all of it comes together. So, you know, you, you, it seems like you've recently had an upgrade, right? So you guys have a little bit. Yeah, more room. we've had a little bit of an upgrade. I'm yeah. actually sitting in the bathroom on our bus right now, doing this. So that Where are you guys at? Everybody, <laughs> we're currently in a parking lot waiting to roll out for this weekend's gigs. Okay. All right. Well, I I appreciate you <laughs> taking one for the team here. Um, so, so how did you get, I mean, obviously the world's upside down still and, you know, Nashville's kind of, you know, opened up, uh, pretty reasonably pretty early as well, mm -hmm. you know, from, you know, from your perspective and actually I'd like to understand how you went from playing with Job to now playing with Trey and his band. Okay. Yeah, I was actually this one's kind of a crazy story of coincidence as well. That first gig that I did with Job was at a venue called Zydeco in Birmingham, Alabama. And co-headlining with Job was Trey Lewis. So that first gig that I did with Job, I met Trey, learned who he was, and you know, sort of ran into him here and there and probably say the first two years that I was with Joe and one night I ran into him at, at Whiskey Jam. I don't know if you're familiar with Whiskey Jam. Yep. Yep. It's Joe's a, actually uh, playing this weekend. Cool. Yep. Gotcha. For anybody who's not familiar, it's a full band showcase. They just have bands up there. They play three or four songs and they rotate out to the next one. But, uh, so anyway, I ran into him at Whiskey Jam and saw him and I said, hey, man, I'm really I'm looking for some extra work, you know, just some fill-in stuff. If you know of anybody that's looking for that, let me know. I'd love to do it, you know, cover stuff or whatever. And he said, oh, well, my bass player I have currently can only really do so many gigs. I'm looking for somebody that can help fill in the calendar for me. I said, 
you know what, I think I might be your guy. And he texted me, I think three different times. And every time just happened to land on a weekend where I was out with Joe. And I thought, man, this guy's going to stop texting me. I feel terrible. I want to do this so bad, but I'm just busy every single time he texts me. Right. And one time he finally got to me and I was free and I went and did it. And he said, all right, you're going to be the preferred guy whenever my bass player can't make it, which was relatively frequently. He really helped me out, helped fill in my calendar a lot. And when Dick Down in Dallas came out, uh, his other bass player actually had a full-time job. Okay. I was sort of just doing the weekends with them. And it just, they loved him, but it just wasn't going to work out with a full-time job and everything. We are too busy for that. So I am now the guy. It worked out pretty well. You you got a, uh, you're, you're, I mean, you're hitting the road all the time. I mean, you guys are all over the place and, you know, I, um, you know, I became a very big fan of, of, of Trey, not only from his music, but, um, you know, just the way that you guys interact, like he goes live and like, I'm always saying mm-hmm. some smart ass remark, like, you know, what's, you know, what's Mitch listened to in the back is, you know, some, some nonsense, but you guys, you <laughs> guys really seem to, my Fleetwood Mac. right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He goes, oh, probably Fleetwood Mac. And you're like, yep, that's what I'm listening <laughs> to. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, you know, so you go from, you go from, you know, Job, who's, I mean, you guys did some j- pretty big legit shows like you know mm-hmm. a big big show so that gets me to my next question is something i always like to ask is when you step out into a big show right so it's usually the drummer first and then like the the you know the the bass and then the guitar guy and then maybe the lead will come out um what, what's that feel like when you step on a stage and there's just like people losing their shit like losing their mind um like, what's that feel like to you and what goes through your mind when that initially happens? Hmm. That's a good question. And if it's nothing, that's fine, usually, too. If you just go out and do your thing. It's, to be honest with you, you grow a little bit numb to it, which I always try not to let myself be numb to it because it's something that I've dreamed about seeing for years and years and years and struggled right. really hard to get to a point where I can walk out on a stage and see a crowd screaming. And so it you do get a little used to it and a little numb, but backstage before I go on, I always try to hype myself up, sort of like before a football game. You right. know, you're banging on your helmet, you're screaming at your friend next to you and just getting hyped up i usually like to i even do jumping jacks or i jump pull my knee i jump as high as i can and pull my knees to my chest do that a couple times get the blood circulating and get get hyped up and it's always great to walk out to a crowd and i usually raise a finger you know raise my hand and my finger up to give them a little point and right some some nights you're met with crickets by that, and it's <laughs> that's yeah. a real quick. Oh boy, okay, we're in for one of these. All right, well, just gotta win them over. And then right. other nights they just explode, and you're at that point you really do feel it. You're exhilarated. Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
So I guess my next question would be, you know, how do you how do you pick out your alphas for shows? Because like you you run the <laughs> gamut, you run the gamut a hundred percent on you know your outfits, whether you're you know just like kind of classic rocker look to you know you know the you know guy with the no sleeves and and the cut off jean shorts. Is it just kind of you just go and flow with whatever? I mean, you seem like you have a pretty, a pretty, uh, uh, a pretty, you know, interesting personality when it comes to that. You just look like you have to have, you want to have a good time and, and you understand, you know, that how, you know, how lucky you might be to be out there when you're living your dream. Yeah. I, uh, the jean shorts and everything, that is not a stage look there. That is <laughs> a riding around look. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, ah, I think I lost you. I don't know if you can still hear me. Look good, but you can't be too flashy. But I definitely like to be a little flashier off stage. I got you. I got you. Okay. So how's um, um, how's the uh? how with with that being said how is the uh so you went from a you know like an econo line van right like one of them big uh i mean if you're from yeah. ohio like one of those amish vans right we could say the, that uh, right yeah and, the uh, e350 right so you went from that to now you know i i see you you know posing in front of these big you know this big rig that you guys have and and uh it looks like you guys are really 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 having a good time we are. We, we definitely are. We get into all sorts of fun out here. So what? What's the? Uh, so the shows have grown, right? The shows have grown. Oh yeah. Are, so are you guys doing? Are you doing like your own like tour, or are you opening for people? Or are people opening for you? We are headlining nearly all of these shows except for festivals right now. Okay. They are our shows. Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it a tour because it's more of a just running list of dates that's being updated frequently rather than a giant block that we just have set for, say, the year. Okay. But we are adding dates all the time. And they are headlining dates almost exclusively. I imagine you guys are going to be hitting a tour at some point very soon. Uh, As long as things, Mm -hmm. well, I think once things settle down a bit, but um, so what, what's it like? You were just, you guys were just in Ohio, right? So did like all your family and friends come like people you grew up with and. We actually weren't in Ohio. That one unfortunately got postponed due to COVID. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, were people pretty hyped though that you guys were coming? I did have a few people that were planning on coming out. Yep. Okay. Okay. Nice man. Um. So what's uh, what's next for you guys? Like what what is you know what are you guys thinking is coming next? I mean you know from from my perspective, you know Trey. I mean when i say try i mean you know the the entire band i mean and you know from again from a musical perspective if anyone hasn't actually listened to trey by the way the new ep it is amazing that 
when when you see the personality that you guys all have, you go out and you make incredible music, like really, really good music. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so do you go in a studio with these or, or are there like studio people that go in like when there's recording like to make the music? When there, when a record comes up, almost all artists in country use what they call session guys, okay, which are typically guys that are, you know, equipped with the skill set to specifically do studio work because it okay. does require a different set of skills to do something at a studio versus on stage. Okay. And so we distinguish them as session guys and road guys or road dogs, as some people like to call it. Got it. Um, we did not go in and do the EP. That was session guys that did that. And that's almost always the way it works out in country music and same with pop music. But yeah, there I mean, are it a makes few sense. Exceptions. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Jason Aldean's band is just absolutely insane both in studio and on stage and he uses the same group of guys that are on the stage yeah yeah uh, that that makes sense i guess when you get to a certain point it's you know you you know you guys are on the road all the time together so i would imagine you know a lot more about yourselves than than even you think um so what what's your favorite part of being on the road like outside of playing. So like when you go on a road, is there anything that you like? I really enjoy. Yeah. I really enjoy meeting just the different people is one of the big, big things for me. And really seeing different cultures across the U S every region has some sort of distinct culture. Right. We're all Americans when you boil it down, but every region right. does have its own distinct culture in and of itself. And I really love seeing that. I also love just looking at the geography, which is why I love going to California so much. Because right. until I was 24, I think it was the first time I went there, I had never seen desert or anything like that. I grew up in the cornfields of Ohio. <laughs> right. Super, super flat, just corn above your head and very green. I've right. never seen anything like the desert. And it was yeah. just, it was mind blowing. It was awesome. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. It's one of, one of the things I want to do is I actually, uh, I'm looking for a motorcycle cause I've realized over the yeah. last year and a half, I want to like, I have a buddy, one of my best friends goes on a ride every year. He went on a three week ride and put like 9,000 miles on his bike. He lives in, uh, Lenore city, Tennessee. And he went up around like Mount Rainier and stuff. I've, I've been from coast to coast, but I've never really seen anything in between. And, mm. you know, I want to, I want to ride through that, that one light town and, and see, you know, stop and have like a lemonade or something, just talk to the people. So I, I do understand that. Yeah. It's, a, it's an interesting thing. I think, you know, people miss that a lot. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome, dude. I love hearing that. So when you get to a show and what is the, what's your favorite part of the current shows that you guys are doing? I mean, obviously they're going to be different every time, but what's like, what's the part that you look forward to the most? Hmm. Is it, it could be a song. It could really be a moment. Yeah. 
I really look forward to the in between the songs, some of the transitions that we do. We've got a few parts where we really get to rock out, you know, and right. get to be front and center a little bit. And I especially enjoy the outro that we do after Trey has finished and he he steps off stage and I get to I move into that middle of the stage spot and we do a little bit of a head banging spot for the okay. end. We do some hits. We do some hits um, that we do them progressively more and more. And we add a head banging element into that and the crowd usually usually enjoys it, especially with my hair that I have nowadays. Right, yeah. It makes for it makes for quite a spectacle and I get to be the center of the show for just a second and it's yeah pretty fun. Pretty exhilarating. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I don't I don't have that problem with the hair, but uh you know I <laughs> last time last time I did any of that I was I remember I was in Mexico, we had like an eighties night and I wore like a, a like a, a wig and uh, I was so sweaty and, and hammered and I was like, I was throwing sweat all over people. They were so disgusted. It was a great time, <laughs> but uh, awesome, it's man. Hot. So it is, uh... I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> um, so what, what is your favorite show that you've done so far? Where was that at? And why was it like just a great show from your perspective? My favorite show was actually with Job. We did the Troubadour in Hollywood, California. Okay. We opened for Whiskey Myers, which is one of my favorite bands now. Yeah, well, I mean, that's so a that's a common theme among you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it was my first time in California. Um, we were out with Whiskey Myers for the first time, and I'm such a huge, huge classic rock fan that the troubadour just has so much history mm. that stepping in there is almost like going to mecca you know it was just this is the holy land kind of experience and it was absolutely mind-blowing it was sold out insane that's awesome man that's awesome um and it's interesting so like and i think the cool thing is is that you know, you kind of document you're you're documenting through, you know, Instagram. And again, you're you're a great follow. There's some really, really good pictures on there and it and I think it shows your personality. Um but I think it kind of lets people in to understand um a little bit more about what it's like to be out there and you know, check things out and all that. So um yeah, it's pretty dope stuff, man. I, I love hearing from different Thank people's you. perspectives and and, and trying to understand, you know, it's all about the journey, right? So you, you have a finite type amount of time in your life and you got to kind of try to make the most of it. Right. Especially now. I mean, who knows what happens mm-hmm. tomorrow and, and with all the chaos in the world, but you guys are doing something special, man. And I, you know, I, you, you might, I'm sure you guys know it, but you're not just playing music. You're actually bringing people together. And that's a, that's an, a very, hard thing to do especially today so i i want to thank you for that and uh i'm i like hearing the stories from guys like you who you know who may not be the front guy or the front person uh and try to understand you know kind of what makes you guys tick and and what got you to where you are now and uh, i can see that you know you and and again i go back to the the country kind of feel 
I mean, I, I've been to some hip hop shows with my daughter and oh. you know, I, the, the show's supposed to start at eight. They don't start until 11. I come to one of your shows. Oh, yeah. The show's supposed to start at eight. It starts by eight Oh three. Like you guys are out yeah. there That's- on the stage. It is a it is a different um, different sort of set of rules from genre to genre as far as that goes. Yeah, yeah. So, um, tell me about this lighting setup. I heard that you guys have like one of the most insane <laughs> lighting lighting setups, you know, around. Like you, it just. I mean, I've seen some videos. I haven't seen you guys in person just yet. I can't wait to see you guys in person. Um, but it looks like you know. I mean, it's, it looks like an insane, crazy time. We definitely do have an awesome lighting setup. We were fortunate enough that Trey, before he released Dick Down in Dallas, his manager also owns a production company that puts on huge events. You know, they provide lighting and staging and sound and all of that. So his manager owns that and dick down in dallas comes out and we start bringing his toys with us for the show which just created an absolutely incredible light show i love our light show right and i'm very proud of the people that run that for us so you guys don't have to set that up right but you you do you do all your other setup like all your your instruments and all that other kind of stuff i mean obviously you do sound checks and stuff as well right yeah, yeah, we still do that. We set up all of our stuff, and we actually do help with the lighting, um, at least the moving of the stuff, not so much the rigging it up after it. we get it to the stage. But we yeah, but we all do help push just about every case that's in the trailer. Nobody really parses what their job is versus what everybody else's job is. Right, yeah, and, and, and yeah, I think that's... Moving stuff. Yeah, you guys, and I think it it comes down to like respect, right? So you guys are out there doing your thing, and um, you know the other the other piece is, I think um, you guys, I don't know if it was Trey or someone went live when you guys were, I guess, rehearsing, and I mean, it's it's crazy to see that side of it. Like I I've gotten a, and I mean I'm just speaking for me, but. Yeah, I got to see a lot of behind the scenes stuff. You guys go into, you know, a sound, I, I don't even what you know what you call it. It's like a big room uh, and you rehearse mm-hmm. and do your thing. And it's funny because I see you guys doing your thing. And then like it, when the music drops out and the I guess the, the audience starts to sing. That was interesting for me to see because like you guys were still rocking out and I can hear you going in your head. And then I'm like, oh, this all makes sense. Like it's. You know, like it's a true rehearsal. It's like, a, you know, because you guys are putting on a legit show. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of a, it's sort of like in football, our, our coaches always used to tell you practice like you play. Right. And that's essentially what we do when we get into the rehearsal room is you run through the show as close as possible to how it's going to play out on stage including the talk in between songs you practice that and that's not specifically written word for word what trey says every night right however he does have a general idea of 
what he's going to say where. And so you rehearse saying that too. That way you know exactly. That way you don't mess up what you're going to say on stage. Right. You just rehearse okay. everything from top to bottom. So what do you like playing bigger venues or smaller venues? I, I get the same answer from everyone. I'm just curious to hear what you say. <laughs> I like a good in-between. Okay. It's, uh, the the tight, my favorite venues, it's not so much based on size, although I do like under 1,000 people, usually better. But okay. I really like the dingy, dirty rock clubs are my favorite places. You've so you must have loved Philly when you came here. Yeah, I did. I love TLA. That was actually one of my that's in my tops list, certainly. Um, although it was a little bit bigger than the ones that I really love. I love uh, especially the 40 watt in Athens, Georgia. Right. I think the cap is like 600, but that's like packed in there. You can barely fit 600. I would say it's comfortable like 400. Okay. And it's just dingy. The green room has drawings all over it sharpie from bands that have been there in the past it's got a lot of history and i just i love it and i love venues like it yeah it sounds i i can i can understand it's probably like you know from a you know a baseball player playing in fenway i do understand that you know just the history behind there um mm-hmm. so i guess this is one thing i don't so do you do backup vocals as well I do not know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Cause I was trying to think about it, but you know, I think you, I mean, you, you probably do say, I think I've seen you say like singing the words and stuff like that, but um, yeah, I sing a lot. Uh, just not into a microphone. <laughs> I got you. Yeah. Why well, I, I sound great. And you know, when no one can hear me as well, I sound just like Trey. I sound just like Job. I sound just like, you know, everyone I listen yeah. to. So, uh, um, so when you come out, like, do you, I guess when you're, when you're out there and, you know, one of the, I guess one of the ma- more mainstream songs, right? So let's just stick with the Dick Down Dallas piece. Do the people just go absolutely bananas when that, you know, when that starts uh, or? Yeah, absolutely. And we, we actually have a track that plays before we go into that song that it teases that tag part of dick down dick mm-hmm. down yeah. right yeah. and it, then it does this like sub pattern and then it does it again dick down dick okay. down Dallas. right and we're just up there acting goofy and crazy and that yeah. gets people ready and by the time that first lick the yeah yeah we hit that and drop into it people are just going yeah yeah i would that would be me for sure for sure and i i try to um yeah i try to get my kids involved my youngest daughter she's actually going to be 16 in a couple weeks and uh i brought her to the last time you guys were here with job and and cody johnson and uh i actually have a picture of her with you um but you know we had to like it it was crazy we just had to we had to get out of there for for reasons beyond my control um but yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I explained to her, I'm like, you know, Hey, this is, this is how, you know, this is kind of what gets me going. And, you know, she has, 
she's a big Cody Johnson fan. You know, I'm, I'm like, you know, Hey, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to that. And uh, again, man, like, you know, for what it's worth, uh, you know, Trey might've gotten more notoriety from the Dick down in Dallas song, but I didn't realize that I've been listening to him for a long time. Like if I throw Pandora on or something like that, um, oh, really? he's got some, yeah, he has some like amazing songs and that dude can sing like he can blow for sure. Yeah. Like he's a legit singer. It's not just some kind of, you know, um, it's not just like a gimmicky song. I mean, you know, I, I couldn't believe when I finally started listening, I'm like, Jesus, dude, I've been listening to this guy for, for a while. Um, but yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, dude, that you, you know, you got, you, I mean, you've had some pretty good luck, right? You know, you're, you're, you're out there, you're networking with the right people and, and obviously people like you having you around, um, which is, you know, even more important. I think it just shows what kind of people that you all are. And, um, yeah, man, I just, I, I, I love hearing about the stories, the journey kind of, you know, where you want to go. So I guess that'll lead into kind of my, my last question. Are you just kind of, I, I don't know how you plan as, as a musician, right? So like you have career like me, I'm, you know, I'm just like an office dude at this point. Right. Um, I would be, I would have been the ultimate hype man. I will say that. Like if you guys ever come here and you need a hype man, I will be that guy. I, I'll pay you guys to do it. Trust me. Um, but so what kind of, what's the, uh, what's in the future for you or you just kind of live in like kind of in the now and, For the future, uh, I just plan on taking this as far as I can. My ultimate goal is to play in the biggest band in the world. <laughs> it's a well, it's a modest goal, you know. That's yeah. A, it's, so, but I'm just going to take it as far as I can, and I'm also working on trying to get some rock stuff going. On, in my free time, trying okay. to get a rock project going. Um, haven't gotten too far into that yet, but no, that's a good that. thing. You're super busy on a on a successful run right now. So, yeah, absolutely. It's hard to find any free time to do anything, let alone anything else musical. Because once you get done, your brain is just kind of right. Uh, yeah, you're just over music. You know, I hear you, you. need some downtime. Yeah. So what, what's the, uh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, so that's my plans for the future is to just try to work on that and continue to be a player. Okay. All right. Do you, do you write music at all? I'm working on the rock stuff. I am writing a little bit. Uh, It's not my forte, but practice makes perfect. So I'm just going to continue to keep doing that. I don't write a lot and i don't write in a nashville sense okay all right cool well look man i um i really appreciate your time i know you you're probably got a lot of stuff to get done and get ready for this weekend uh yeah i just again mitch i really appreciate your time and i'm looking forward to seeing you again uh in person i can't wait to see you and the band playing and uh you know if there's anything that i can do for you guys here in the philadelphia area i would love to have somehow some way get like a a small music festival even a one-day thing so i'm i'm trying to work on that i just don't know how any of it works so eventually i'll get there but um 
yeah. yeah, man. If there's if there's anything I can do for you guys, I mean, I share the music, I do all that kind of stuff, and you know, and I'll, I'll put all your social media stuff in here. You you are a great follow, and uh, I'm sure as you guys start to hit more locations, it'll only get better. So, um, yeah, man, I appreciate your time for sure. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on here. Yeah, man. Yeah, and uh, if you know anyone else who might want to come on and and share anything, feel free. You know, other you know musicians, bass players writers uh, you know singers it doesn't really matter i'm just you know i'm i'm trying to get everyone's name out there the best i can and and i i've i've been very lucky so far that you guys actually are entertaining the fact of of talking to just some dude from philly who's super interested in the journey that people are on so um yeah man well look have a um have a great weekend and uh i'm sure you guys are going to tear it up and uh again uh, if there's anything i can do for you let me know um but other than that uh again everyone this is john from the bumbling yeti this is episode 31 this has been a a really good conversation mitch and i i've tried to get him for i guess almost over a year at this point uh mitch goshi uh he is the bassist currently for trey lewis uh you can follow mitch at mitch goshi bass dot or uh, at i guess it's all your you're at mitch goshi bass on instagram so that's mitch yes and g-o-s-c-h-e got it okay and i'll tag everything in here and i'll put it up on the screen um and if you're interested to as to who he's playing with right now uh that's trey lewis it's it will be at trey lewis music um definitely he's a great follow as well uh but his music is just great and uh thanks bro i really appreciate it go get uh i guess sounds like you guys are loading the van up or the truck up right getting ready to roll out (laughs) Yes, we are. We're getting ready to roll. All right, buddy. Well, stay safe, and uh, I look forward to seeing you uh, soon. All right. Thanks, John. Appreciate it. All right, buddy. Yeah, man. I'll catch you later. Bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Bumbling Yeti Podcast. Have an idea for a future show or guest? Hit us up on our socials at the Bumbling Yeti. Or email at thebumblingyeti at gmail.com.